good baseball morning to you, and welcome to another edition. It's a great Tennessee day to be alive and well with you. Tony Basilio reporting, Studio Control, the worldwide headquarters. We have got a lot, and I mean a lot, a lot to get into today. What promises to be an extremely, an extremely busy day for us as I welcome you in and Great Monday. Well, it's winter go home for the Vols today. Six Eastern start, if it starts on time, at Southern Miss. We will be today giving you a two-hour offering on the radio side. And then this evening over at tclub.team, as soon as the game ends, we'll talk about it, just as we did after every game over the weekend. And Brian... It was quite exhausting doing a show, two of them yesterday, and it really feels, Bri, it really feels like, it really feels, Bri, like this thing is a seven-game series right now, and this is game seven tonight. This is excruciating, and I'm sick of these Southern Miss guys, and I'm ready to beat these clowns tonight. It feels like that the Super Regional started on like, say, last Tuesday, and that they played about 10 games, but they've really only played two. This is really challenging the record for the longest Super Regional ever in terms of number of days, hours, and minutes, or it just seems that way. Will they get there? Will the Vols get to the promised land, Bino? Tony, this is a terrible radio take, but I really just don't have any feel for the game. I'm I'm, I'm not pessimistic. Uh, I'm not optimistic. I, I, I think Tennessee probably should be in a better place staff-wise uh, than Southern Miss is, um, which, which is obviously a positive. Uh, you know, all it takes is for Nico Mazza to come out and, and be special, uh, and, you know, you're, you're behind the eight ball regardless if you've got more pitchers than they do or not. So, uh, I, I will say this, though, we're for the third straight year, uh, we're in a game that can put us in Omaha. Uh, and when that happens, you got a pretty dang good program. There's no doubt about that. I mean, and for Tony Valls, for Tony Valls to get this group there, come on now. Come on now. Pr- pretty amazing. I don't want to celebrate. I don't want to celebrate, but... It sets up nicely for the balls with Drew Beam and all the pitching they have. I've learned from Derek White's tip-in and then what happened in Game 7. I don't want to celebrate just yet. They've got work to do. But they're in a good spot, though. They're the favorite, and lots of teams would trade places. Oh, no, it's... It's... Extremely interesting to see how this deal is going. And this Mazza kid, now this is um, this is an interesting deal, what they've done today. Because this kid they're throwing today, it doesn't make much sense that they're doing this. Uh, Nico Mazza has been... Well, he's got an ERA of 513. 
He's got a whip of 165, Bino, which is not good, which means he's a traffic guy. He's literally a traffic cop who pitches on a high wire. I mean, 165 whip's not good. He does have a 9-4 and four record on the year. He has uh, several appearances for him. Um, he's pitched 26 and a half innings. He has two saves, so he's done a little bit of everything. He's only started four games. This is his fifth start on the year, and they're throwing him in the most pressure of pressure spots. This is a great opportunity for Tennessee to get through. A great opportunity. Now, I stand with Bino. You know, with our team, you saw him yesterday, you just never know what you're going to get. Because truly, when they went down 4 nothing yesterday, and, and I was kind of uh, half watching, half listening in the garage because they were driving me nuts, so I was doing some, you know, some whatever. I, I found myself saying, you know, pretty good season to get this far with this team because I, I understand and know. I don't understand. I know a lot of the internal issues they've had. Tony was talking about that yesterday, which I thought was really interesting for him to say that. He said, you know, we've kind of come together here recently. We didn't like each other at first. He's right. Pretty disharmonious team for the first six weeks of the season. Obviously, losing will do that. But behind the scenes, that was not the chemistry they had the last couple years. Really good coaching job by those guys to get this group that far. And they're one win away. If they get this team to Omaha, uh, I'm not going to say it's miraculous because their pitching is very good, but it's a really good coaching job from where they were. And they've got a great opportunity. They've got a wonderful opportunity, in fact. But this Maza guy, Nico Maza, represents the wild card that is college baseball, which is you just never know. You never know what you're going to get. This kid's a right-hander. He's not a hard thrower, Bino. And, you know, you look at his hits on the year he's given up. In the 26 innings pitched, he's given up 22 hits. He's walked uh, 21, and he struck out 30. So, yours are obviously uh, conference numbers only, right, Tony? Uh, You're looking at conference at. numbers only. I guess I am, yeah. Um, when when you compare him with their third, the guy we thought would be their third starter, who's Matthew Adams, uh, his numbers are comparable, if not better, overall than Adams. Of course, I don't know who Moss has pitched against uh, and who he hasn't. Uh, you know, uh, he's got 12 starts, but you, you've got him with five, which means seven of his starts were midweek starts. Yes. So give me the numbers you, never you have. Who, who give me they're the number, going up against. Give me the numbers but, uh, you have on him. Give me the numbers he's you very have. comparable to, to – it's six and one, half dozen other. And personally, yeah. I would rather us face a hard thrower. Yeah, I think that's right. So – but from their perspective, hard throwers, it's all relative, right? Because you're not, their team hasn't seen the velocity we throw the ball with. It's just different levels. No, no, that's that's right. And, and it, now it's a good. Yeah. It's it's a it's obviously a good league. It's the league that I think put 
four teams in the tournament, yep. somewhere, something like that. So yep. it's it's obviously a good mid-major league, but, you know, there is no league out there comparable to the SEC, I wouldn't think. No. Bryce, so far, how many teams are through from the league, from our league? There are just the, just the two. Florida, LSU, Tennessee would be the third. Yep. Out of ten teams that were in it to start. Yep. It's a rather unimpressive showing by the SEC, quite frankly. Well, the three get to Omaha, that's more than any other league. And I don't think any other conference will send more than two, and two SEC teams are already there. Yeah, but we had, uh, you know, what, 20% of the bids? Pretty good number. Yeah, but I think the two, the two best teams in the SEC have clinched spots in Omaha, though. Florida LSU, to me, probably had the most upside. I know Arkansas, Vandy, South Carolina kind of thought they might, but... I believe it's kind of played out the way it should, and and I, I think you know Tennessee getting there wouldn't wouldn't stun many. That LSU They're bunch, the other team that had the best chance. That LSU pitching. bunch guys is highly unlikable. You know, you look back on the weekend, and the rain delay, the Saturday thing was kind of excruciating. It's really set Tennessee nicely up today because they burned Storm, who was there. Ace in the hole, left-hander. Guy threw 83 pitches yesterday. You won't see him. If they didn't have a rain delay, people don't want to hear this. Their starter was going to throw eight innings. And then they would have thrown somebody out there in mop-up duty, who we haven't heard of, and they were going to win the game. Because I have news for you. Saturday, we were not hitting the baseball. That was that. I don't know what you call that, that body language Tennessee has, Bino, but you can tell the days where they're hitish, hitterish. Like yesterday, when they came out right from the very beginning, you could tell they were a different baseball team during the resume game, which gave you hope for game two. Saturday, zero hope. Saturday, they were not going to hit the baseball, I don't think. Well, it certainly didn't look like it. The, the, the guy had terrific command and... Um, uh, we we hadn't touched him up to that point. I, I don't know. I, I guess it's the I guess it's the hard thrower pound the strike zone thing, Tony. We we seem to be much better uh, when we're aggressive from first pitch on. I, I know there's certain guys you want to get out of the game, but yep. we're 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 more aggressive against hard throwers that pound the strike zone when when we're up there trying to work counts and stuff like that. We. Every time you look up, we got somebody up there that's 0 and waving at a pitch outside the strike zone. The, Late in the-, the thing about Dolander yesterday, when he gets that glove side fastball smoke and being star like he did yesterday, you forget about it. I'm not sure who at this level is going to hit him when he starts doing that. He did it against South Carolina. He, it took him a while yesterday to find it. As the game went on, he got stronger because his breaking stuff from there was just nasty. It was just a matter of how am I going to get you out? They had no chance, zero chance once he got that fastball located and he started commanding it. Well, there's, there's obviously a reason that he's a, he's a, a highly thought of uh, first-round likely draft choice. Yep. Um, and he had been getting better all along, getting a little better all along. He hadn't been the Dolander we expected, but he had been getting better all along. And, uh, and yesterday... He, he did something that he hasn't been doing this year, which is kind of pitch through adversity and get better through it. So, 
Yeah, I thought for a second Matt had a really good point. In the third inning, Tennessee has a kind of some hate umpiring, as I like to call it. You argue with an ump, and then you and then they go out of their way not to give you a call. Then they go out of their way to squeeze your guy in the next uh, in the in the in the next series or in the next half inning. That umpire yesterday, there was an ump that called us yesterday at the end of the show, our Garza Law extra innings last night, who said that, in his humble opinion, that guy was affected by the moment. He was inconsistent behind the plate and generally not very good. He called him a coward, actually. Um, the really One of the real big hidden plays in the game was Christian Scott's getting Big Bino in the baseline and making himself, making that first baseman general, uh, basically have to step off that base and to throw the ball home, he had to make a perfect throw to get it around him. And that resulted in two runs scoring because the Montenegro kid uh, was complaining to the umpire with the ball laying on the ground, which allowed Tennessee's eighth run to come around and score, which is big. That took a two-run lead and made it a four-run lead. And it was really interesting that Southern Miss was booting the ball around a little bit, and that was kind of indicative of what went on yesterday, Bino, those two ugly runs Tennessee scored, which occurred by putting the ball in play and then making a smart base running play. Yeah, and I mean, even Dickerson had a throwing error, and, and he, he looks special out there to me um, at, at shortstop. Um uh, first baseman kicked one. Uh, their out center fielder uh, misplayed a ball. So uh, yeah, they 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 helped us along, um, and it was a smart play uh, by Christian Scott and, and a legal play at the point he was at in the baseline. Uh, and, and you're right, the catcher wanted uh, runner interference, but uh, he, he wasn't going to get that. So No, he wasn't in the final 45 feet where you got to be in the baseline. As as I was told yesterday, the interpretation of that is that runner gets to establish his own baseline for the first 45 feet, which really smart play by C. Scott to make himself big and to jump in front of uh, what ended up becoming an errant throw. Uh, really smart baseball. Tennessee in the resume game, I think they could have won that game. I'm not pinning it all on this. But I think one of the key game key plays there was more running into an out on the base pass when you're down two. I just think that's silly baseball being star. You cannot have that today. You're gonna get through, you can't have that kind of stuff today. Cannot run an outs. No, you you can't uh you can't give away base runners and you can't give uh, Southern Miss extra opportunities today, Tony. And I, I was listening on the radio um, at the time. Yep. I didn't see how far the ball bounced away from the catcher, whether it was a great play by the catcher or just a, a mistake on Moore's part. But, yeah, it was that's the big part of the game. Tennessee was regaining momentum there. It was a fortuitous bounce is what it was. So, essentially what happened was, he thinks the ball is going to get through. It didn't get through. It bounced right down to the catcher who's right-handed, right down beside his, his uh, where he was, and he basically stepped out, grabbed the ball, threw it down to second base, made a great throw. But he was easily out. He was easily out. And so you look at that and you go, you just, 
to me, in a spot like that, you don't run when you're down two. You don't run there unless you know that ball's through the catcher. But I'm old school, so it's easy to second guess. Tennessee played cleanly, though, um, outside of a few moments yesterday. That's about as cleanly as they're going to play. I mean, you had a Nahuna air on a, on a, on a uh, double play ball. But for the most part, they were pretty good yesterday. That's about as well as they're going to play defensively. So we'll go to the phones. Let me get um, uh, Prince in here, Prince Rice. Welcome in. Hi, you're on the What's air. What's up, Tony? Yeah. Um, watched the game yesterday. I was very impressed the way we played. Like I said, like I told you yesterday, we inconsistent, but when we when we win, we win big. So real proud of our guys. Love the home runs and uh, tuning in tonight too. I feel you. It's going to be incredible um, seeing these guys get an opportunity to go to Omaha. And all I can think about is what a celebration we're going to have this evening on our call-in offering, Prince. Because if we can get through after last season, falling short, and then this year, this group, I'm not going to say they're a ragtag group, but they're certainly not the caliber of team they had last year. Um, But you're going to see Tennessee hopefully flex today with the pitching. Hopefully they do to Southern Miss what Southern Miss did to Penn last week, which is bully them in the deciding game because Tennessee has a decided advantage on the mound which is what Southern Miss did last week to Penn. Penn just ran out of gas. Hopefully that occurs here. Uh, The thing that concerns me today is that Southern Miss is going to be first pitch swinging, and they're going to be looking to drive balls off beam. And so I hope Tennessee makes an adjustment. I predict Southern Miss comes out first pitch swinging today. Prince, do you believe in the Vols today? (laughs) I do believe in my Vols today, man. All right, man. Uh, why'd you laugh? Why you laugh at that? Because this, this is every day. I believe in them every day, man. But, but, but Bino said he doesn't know how to feel about tonight's game, and I'm not so sure he's not. <laughs> well, I'm not so sure Bino's not right. Bino, why do you say that? Why do you say you're not so sure, Bino? I, I, I don't know, Tony. I mean, it's just it's, it's baseball. It's, uh, uh, all it takes is – I know that we've got an advantage on the mound, but all it takes is one special night from one of their guys or a couple of guys uh, in their bullpen. And, uh, you know, that's just the way the game is. I, 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 I'm not pessimistic. I just don't I, – I just don't know how to feel a whole lot about tonight. Prince, we call that Negadelphian where I come from. Bino's being a Negadelphian. <laughs> hey, thanks, my man. Good talking to you. So he joined us on Twitter Spaces. If you want to do that, uh, we've got uh, raise your hand. Hey, uh, confident, dry, and secure. Raise your hand if you're sure. Yes, Bry. Tone, uh, you talk about the number of SEC teams in in Omaha. Keep in mind, with ten teams in the tourney, and this was pointed out. Yep. That means you're going to have a lot of SEC. You're going to have some facing each other, SEC on SEC and Super Regionals. Yes. So that's going to knock down the amount of teams that could possibly get through. Two two teams getting through out of ten ain't bad. That's one-fourth of the field. If Tennessee makes it three, then that's pretty good. That's a pretty good showing. That's a pretty good line. That's close to half the teams. Yeah, I need to to amend that. I need to amend that take, Brian, real time. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, you had two Super Regionals that had SEC versus SEC, so that knocked two out right there. And then Alabama had to play the number one team in all the land. 
that, by the way, I continue. He's none of what happened to Tennessee last year. They're having none of it. I continue to not believe in that LSU bunch. They were seated, literally seated, all the way to Omaha. Why couldn't we have gotten that good of a draw last year, Bean Star? What they opened with down there in their regional, and then Kentucky? Kentucky? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Their, uh, their bullpen has been almost, they didn't give up a run in the whole two games. They're not playing anybody. Supposed to be a week. Kentucky? Go ahead. Punch man. and Judy? Pu- punch and Judy? Where's Rod Delmonico when you need him? Inside baseball in the power era? I mean, are you kidding me? Come back on the other side. I want to hear from you at 865-200-5402. Plus, the off-field stuff, we're going to unpack that, what went on yesterday. The question for you is this. The question for you today is pretty simple. What happens? I want your unadulterated thoughts uh, on what you saw today or what you think we're going to see tonight, rather. What you think we're going to see tonight. Because Tennessee faces Nico Mazza. They're throwing us a curveball. Bino with a harder thrower, yes? Uh, I I don't know, Tony. I'm sorry. I don't know whether... I I don't know the difference between Mazza's style and and Matthew Adams. Uh, um, Adams' out pitch was more a breaking stuff. Well, that's... That's good for us, in my opinion. Then I, I would rather throw. I would. I would rather face the harder thrower of the two uh, with with our team and our approach to play. Brian, what's going to bring more juice from this fan base, in your humble opinion? And I throw this around to people at eight six five two hundred five four zero two. A sweet sixteen basketball game right now under the current regime at Tennessee. Or game three of a super regional under Tony Valls. What's a more juiced up experience for this fan base? Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Again, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Obviously, the basketball deal carries more weight because it's more of a traditional sport. However, Tony Valls has made college baseball count here to the point where it's worth having that discussion. Because here's the thing I was talking about last week with Georgia's one-sport program that they have, which really cheats fans because really you only get 12 times out of the year to get excited. And for a Georgia fan, you really only get one time this year to be excited when you look at their schedule and it's when you play Tennessee. It's the only losable game. Yeah, you got the playoffs coming up, and and you get you know win a national championship, and that's all great. To me, to me, I would rather be good in all the sports because it's a better value as a sports fan. And I would argue that this college baseball thing, getting this far, is a great value as a college sports fan. And the sport to me, and I'm I'm just looking at it, it's just getting better and better. It's just getting better and better. So I'll get Bino's take on that, Bryce take on that, 865-200-5402. If you want to join, 
Nico Maza on the mound, the Paisan, going against Tony Valtello and his father, Greg Valls, who apparently was treated rudely by the uh, Southern Miss fans yesterday. we got to go inside the brouhaha between the parents, the fans, the fa- parents, the fans, the fans, the parents. Apparently it got kind of ugly yesterday as we continue with more. It's your Tony Basilio show on a Monday after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is T. Willie. I have got one of our favorite people on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. He's going to let us know all about the great deals they have this week. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, Let's find out what you got this week. Well, this week we have ground chuck for $3.79 a pound, Boston butt pork roast, $1.89 a pound, iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each, that smart sugar, four pound bag, two for $5, and Coca-Cola variety, six packs, three for $12. All right, great deal. And as always, if you can't remember what we just told you, you can pick up a flyer at the front door. And the staff there is really, really good at helping you out as well. Again, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street. Easy in, easy out. Miles, thank you as always, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. All right, have a good day. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Thank him very much. And again, you can check out all their great deals. And they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ladies and germs, on the Newsmaker TLD Logistics Hotline, you bow your head when you say his name. He's been on with us before in the past. I love this guy. Uh, What a great representative of the University of Tennessee. What a great representative of the Tennessee baseball family. Bert Scott now joining. C. Scott's pop. And, uh, Bert Scott, first thing I want to do is acknowledge the passing that occurred in your family and say to you, my man, that uh, we love you and we appreciate you coming on today. Hey, man, it means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. And in the midst of all that yesterday, you had a contentious time, kind of a dust-up with some Southern Miss fans. I mean, you're just kind of mining your own beeswax down there in the heat. Mm-hmm. I understand, Bert. It's oppressively hot down there. That's yes. uh, that's what people are telling me. Yes, it's 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 a different type of heat right now for us. Yeah, it really is because we haven't we haven't really faced a lot of hot heat in, in Knoxville. You know, but this this is hot right now. Yeah, it is. So you're a Clarksville guy. Is that um, is that like Sir? more like West? Is that like more like West Tennessee heat? What we're what you're experiencing down there? Or is it worse than that? It's it's right now. It's worse because it's early. We haven't experienced this where we live yet. Not right. in Knoxville, not in Clarksville either. It's almost like we're our days are coming. You know, it's been slowly approaching. But to step up here and just step into the furnace is pretty rough. <laughs> oh boy! Yes, yes, sir. How about Dolander going out? Because I want to get your story of what, what happened, but. I want to get your thoughts on what we saw yesterday because these kids really stepped up down for nothing. I'll be honest with you. We were, we were preparing for our post game yesterday, 
And mm-hmm. I was thinking we were going to get on there and talk about what a great accomplishment it was to get this far mm-hmm. uh, from this team that's had sort of their ups and downs this year. They never quit. But mm-hmm. then Dolander, I don't know, man, he hit a, he, he flipped a switch in that heat, Bert. Yes, sir. And it yes, was insane. Sure it was insane the way he went. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, it. it I, my thing is all through the sports of coaching for 40-plus years, man, it, it takes 100% to win games. But you got to find 100-plus to win championships. And when you find that, you will find yourself in a winner's bracket. Dolander dug inside himself and found something plus 100%, and that's what you saw yesterday. And not only with him, each kid has realized they're part of the puzzle. And as that puzzle is put together, you see a clear picture of where they're going. Well, I know so many people that know you, that love you, love your kid. Your kid's been on with us uh, a bunch before. What a season he has had here, man. And, you know, he deserved to have that year. For the yeah, way he yeah, stuck he, around, stuck it out, he's deserved yeah. to have that year. Yeah, yeah, man. It, you know, let me tell you, man. Social media is brutal. I don't t- click into it. You know, some things pop up on my, um, you know, vol pages and stuff. But man, these kids have been through hell. Not only mine, but all of them. And they don't read it, so to speak. But you hear of it, and you know, so many times he was, you should transfer, you should do this. And he told me one thing after they lost that World Series when they went down that loss. Yeah, he said that. God put me here for a reason. And what God has for me, no man's going to take it away from me. And when a child, your child, tells you that, you just say, hey, what else can I say? Not going to argue I'm with that. Support you. My job is to give you everything I got in the support. And not only you, this team and the ones that you live with, you play with, you cry with, you eat with, you sleep with, you know. And uh, looking at last year's team, not taking anything away from them, that team is gone. This is a new team, and I really think they have found their identity. So for so long, I kept saying they're trying to live in last year's shadow, and, and they can't do it. They have to be who they are, and and, I, and this is what I'm seeing, you know. So it makes me feel good. It should make the fans of Knoxville feel good. It should make each and everybody, to see the parents, even us, we've come together, the tailgaters. It's just brought everything, man, together because through the heat of the battle, having yep. to come here, you know, which yep. we all – didn't really agree with, but it, even, you know, to see the tailgaters, I drive up, you pull up, man, they cheer, they laugh, they love, they care, you know, and it's genuine. So many times people do things, but it's not original. You know, it's not genuine. You know, it's just because of what it should be, but this is the way it is, you know, and it feels good. And then to hear the people back home, <clears throat> that, you know, like yourself, man, that, that are, are all in, that you're all in with the support and love, man. It, it, it means a lot. It really does. It does to me as a parent. And I can only imagine what it does for those kids. It, it's it's amazing. It's it, amazing. And Bert, it's been a real challenge, you know, for Tony this year because yeah. they had all those expectations. The kid had all those expectations. Everybody had all those mm-hmm. expectations of carrying on from last year, and then you got to forge your own identity. But you're doing it with all new starters, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and and plus. You know, you're doing it behind the scenes. Early on, those kids kind of didn't get along. You had to, like, mm-hmm. fight for territory within the locker room. Who's going to be mm-hmm. the man? Who's going to do this? Who's This is how we did it last year. No, this is how I want to do it, blah, 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 blah. And Tony had all those, you know, the coaches, they had all those challenges. One thing he said yesterday, which is really interesting, and I love Tony because he's honest. He said mm-hmm. earlier on in this year, we would take the field, but we weren't really a team yet. He didn't say it no, in those words. He said, we are a team right now. He said, these guys are playing for each other now, which is a very powerful thing, Bert. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I believe they were trying to emulate last year's team. You know, you wanted one. You may had a player that wanted to do what Drew Gilbert did. Yeah. You had a player that may want to be what George Beck was. And you can't be who they are. They are who they are. You have to be who you are. And 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 Tony sat back, man, and he was kind of quiet to a to a, a par, you know. And it's like, hey, he's now I see what he was doing. You know, you can't argue with people. You can't even argue with your your yeah. players. You just have that's to right. give them the, the enough rope to to free will and see themselves. And I think that's what he he has right now. And I just believe, man, you know, what he's implemented in these kids, man, they believe, you know. And that's all it's going to take, man. I tell you what, we get through this one today. We're coming with oh, we're boy. coming with it today. Hey, I mean, hey, it hey. <laughs> we were. I was telling Evan Russell a couple weeks. Don't let the baseball balls wake up. You let these that's, kids wake up, and they find themselves in Omaha with that pitching staff and yeah. a little bit of belief. Don't. Yeah. But your your point is well taken, which is today we were talking. Today's game is a wild card because you're facing a kid on the mound you know nothing about. They're, yeah. They've changed the deal. They're not going with their gen, their usual starter, so mm-hmm. they're they're playing a hunch here, and it's mm-hmm. what makes the game great. Tell me about mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon. I understand you were not there the entire game, and the Tennessee family had to intervene. Tell me the story, Bert. What happened with you? Oh man, it's just you know a lot of things transpire in in, in the game of sports, especially when you're visiting and yeah. you know visiting fans say what they want to say and do what they want to do and. You know, one thing, and me, myself, you don't have to like me, but you're going to respect me. And the same thing that I expect from me, I expect for the ones around me, family, friends. And you heard me say, this is like my family. These guys are like my kids, you know. And you got them taunting his parents, and you got another altercation with Burke's dad. And, you know, I'm the type of guy, man, just like in Clemson, you guys didn't see me because I about passed out by the 13th inning. I had to go sit down. I'm with a towel, and when they come in the dugout, they see me rallying this towel. Hey, man, let's go. You know, just a spark. And I'm down trying to, you know, spark these guys, and this guy cusses me and jumps up in my face, and it didn't go well. You know? So, Bert, was that, and, during, was that during our comeback when we scored those runs? They didn't like it? Yeah, right when it started. As a matter of fact, we had, we had scored once, and then, you know, I'm like, let's keep it going. Let's go ahead and end this thing, end this thing. And, you know, you got a group over here that's doing things, to, the different ones. Of, it's, we're few in numbers, you know, so, you know, it's just pouncing from place to place. There's some rude things said to me. There's some mistreatment going wow. on. And I, I block all this out, you know. Right. Ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm here for these guys. And, I'm cheering for them, and the guy jumps up and goes start talking crazy to me, man. And hey, I'm not a I'm a dog when it comes to that type of. You know, I'm just who I am. I don't start no trouble. I'm not gonna make no trouble. And like I say, you don't have to like me, but you are going to respect me. That's just how it is, and you're gonna respect Tony's parents. You're gonna respect these players. You're gonna respect because at some point, I know. The authorities, the, the the officers in charge are going to take over, and that's what happened. They asked me to leave, and I leave. I said, I'll go. They asked I'll you go. to leave? Yeah. You need to leave. And the sad part about it, the security at, at the stadium, they were good. It was a, and I'm just going to say it. God, I hope I get out of here safe. It was a state trooper walked up to me and said, get the hell out of here. You're going to jail. What? And so I left. Went out at this time, and I had to commend the, the security at the stadium and say, hey, 
Mr. Scott, I said, no, I'll leave. I'll go. I don't want this team. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be a distraction. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I'll leave. I'll go. Right. I'll leave the right. premises. I'll yep. go. Yep. And my wife, she says, no, no, she's talking. She explained. They said, no, we want to hear what you got to say. I said, listen, I'll go. They said, no, we want to listen to what you're saying. He has nothing to do with this. And he said, no, you're going back in the game. I said, I don't have to. I don't want to be a distraction. I don't, we don't need this. Because it's gotten blown up way bigger than what it That's should right. Have. They were talking about it on social media. And I know last thing you want is to be on here talking about this, but yeah. it happened and it is what it is. And see, we might as well yeah. just clear the air. Yeah. You yeah. know, you yeah. know, I could just picture that the heat of the moment. Cause look, I look at it from their point of view. They're up mm-hmm. for nothing. They mm-hmm. think they're going to Omaha. Yeah. yeah. That thing yeah. all of a sudden, Bert, is pulled away from them. Tennessee scores a run. Then Blake Burke hits that mammoth home run. Were you in the stadium during that, or were you already yes, gone? Sir. You yes, were there. Sir, I'm rocking with him, baby. I I'm promise you that's probably what set the thing off, because you probably were just on cloud nine when that happened. Yeah, because they weren't flat. They just needed to know, hey, so we, we need to feel They feel We're like coming. Me. We're here for they you today. Like we're coming today. We're not going we, anywhere. We, we, we feel your energy. And I'll tell you something real quick. Hollis Sanding walked off the field. He's the first player I saw yeah. after the game was over. When he looked at me and he hugged me, he said, dude, dude, you don't know what that did. And I just told him, I said, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. So you're telling me the kids were aware that you got escorted yeah. out of there? Yeah. Yeah, don't let me say he started to the mound. I felt really bad because Christian, he, Christian's kind of quiet. You know? Oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah. like a lot of that stuff. And he says, Dad, you, what are you doing? You shouldn't have done that. And I said, son, you don't understand what happened. You know, I said, first of all, it wasn't toward anybody. I'm down just like when you guys were coming off the field in Clemson. They could see when, as they were yep. walking in the dugout. Yep. And yet, throwing this towel, yep. and I could just see it in their faces. You know, you as a coach and as a parent, and, and as a long time, I've been here 60 years, so I could, I know what I know, and I could feel it. I could feel the energy. And I'm doing the same thing here, and this guy, he's going to jump all over in my face, and, you know, it's almost like, hey, man, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them, you know, and he wants to go on and on. I said, hey, dude, leave me alone. I'm talking to them, and he kind of really touched me, pushed me. Yeah, you're going to oh, get man. down here. And I'm Come in on, the man. aisle, the aisleway. In the back of the dugout. I'm not in his seating part. I'm, I'm where you can go and yell whatever you want to do. And he took it upon himself to put out the fire. And all he did with it was, you know, really caused, caused a, you know, bomb to blow, really. And, uh, and like I said, it just, you know, not to get attention, but, you know, when Hollis said that, I was kind of, man, maybe. The kids maybe know. I, yeah. That's you know, cool. When Hollis said, and then several more said, it didn't Dolander, I talked to him later, and he said, man, I've seen that from the mound. I felt that, you know, and, and that's what it takes, man. That's what it takes, you know, not to uh, be belligerent or, or, or just be out of order, which I wasn't. I was supporting this team, which I will do until the last game. Well, you know? you know, I was talking to the great Craig Jenkins this morning about you, and we were talking, he, he said, you know, the thing about Bert is he's a very authentic guy. But you're not going to get over on him. Which, I, look, look, I love, uh, like, I'm a believer, okay, like you are, in Christ. Yeah. But I'm not a, but I'm not a meek person, man. Like, if, no, no, no. if, if you, if you get in my space, you know, I'm coming back at you. 
I, I don't care. I mean, you know, and, and, and you might knock me out, but at the end of the day, uh, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong, and I'll, I'll stand my ground. You know, I'll turn the other cheek when the time comes, yes, sir. but there are times when you don't turn the other cheek. A man don't stand for something or fall for anything. That's exactly right. You That's know, exactly right. Mind that what way he's a little more meek, yeah. a little bit meeker than I am, you know. But to endure what we've had to endure to get to this part, absolutely. You know, I, I told him, "You take care of what's on the field. I got this out here." Because of, getting back to a story, he was yeah. called racial names in South uh, 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 South Carolina. When I got that ball, I'm out there trying to keep them from calling him the N word and. And, and they look up social media, wow. and they go through your social media, and they find people, and they, they go at you in ways. It was stuff said to him he wouldn't even repeat to me. I'm not asking Personal stuff. You. Personal stuff. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, hey, man, you, you know, you need and, – and long story short, it ended up being a young man that I met out there that was actually doing it. He got to listening to me, and I was talking to him. And after the game, he found me in the, in the midst of that crowd. He found me. And thank me for the conversation that we had. And so it's bigger than the game. Good you know? for you. So you went out there and challenged this kid that was talking to your son. That good for you, man. Yeah, he said he has two daughters. I said, well, you know, you reap what you sow. You got two daughters. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. Amen. But the very things that you're doing now will come back and haunt your daughters. And I often say on here, these are kids, you know. I mean, that's the yeah, the, the thing we. And I, I get it. You know, you want to win a game. Everyone wants to win a game. Hey, Bert, um, tell me this around yeah. you. I heard they were throwing stuff at Tony's father. Oh, man. They Is that true? Yeah. Is that true? I had saw stuff going in that direction, you know, and I had the pleasure of, in Clemson, um, in the seats we were behind them, and then yeah. this game, yeah. they were down lower. And I had the pleasure, I've talked to Tony's dad several times, and his mother's sweet lady, I told her, I said, every time I see you, you're smiling. And me as a fan, me as a parent, and me having a mother and a father, yeah. I look at them as my grandparents, That's and right. I'm looking at them, they don't deserve that, man. Come on, man. I don't care where we are. If it's no. just me and, the, and them amongst the whole stadium, me, I got to say something. I got to do something. And, and it ain't that I choose to. It's just who I am. Well, it's, like, it's like, yes, Bert, when I'm around and I go to, like, a restaurant or whatever, and there are women around, and I hear these kids, because kids today are very coarse. Yes, and they start this f this f, and I'll, I've walked over to people and have said, and people think I'm an, you know, I'm an ignorant ass for doing this, mm-hmm. but what's right is right. I say, look, there's no reason for you to talk like that with that family sitting over there. You do not have to use those words. You just don't. Not, in this day and time, it's needed more. You, you know? just don't. I mean, I mean the people. Well, and my wife puts her head down. She's like, you know, don't do that. I'm like, look. If more people would just stand up, we wouldn't be be putting up with this. And see, uh, it's bigger than the game. Of course it is. It's bigger than the game. With every game you go to, with yeah. every fan that you encounter, you, you you will be presented an opportunity to 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 say something. It may not be argumentative. It may not be even a negative. It may be just something that you say just may change the course of where these people are thinking, especially these kids, these, these baseball players. If you're at a D1 level, yep. You've been playing this game for a while. You don't have summers. My son has never had a life. And if any of them are out there at this level, I know the feeling. If they're playing now, they haven't had a life of their own. So therefore, they haven't experienced a lot of things that most kids experience. So it really bothers me when people 
chastise these kids, especially social media. Do you think a kid walks out there saying, I want to strike out, walking out there saying, I don't want to pitch a good game? Walk, they're giving everything they have. And if you don't like it, leave it alone. But respect them as young men that have sacrificed the majority of their lives to be here. Well, I mean, and let's. So, here's my thing, right? I say if you want to call a talk show and complain about somebody, that's one thing. For somebody to tweet at somebody in their face and say ignorant things, like if you want to go on, if you want to go on a chat board and get it out of your system, hey, Christian Scott's going bad and rip, you know, whatever. He's division one out. Okay, fine. But if you want to tweet at a kid or scream at him in a stadium, I mean, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Two different things. Two different things, Bert. In my in my mind. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then we, I read a, a little something. Somebody showed me that Christian Moore, Maya Hoon, and Christian Scott are thugs. Where the hell does that come from? You know the common denominator there, right? <laughs> so uh, this is what we face. We don't claim racism. Racism claims us. And so with, with that being said, why did you just pick those three? Actually, humble. I don't, Maria Hoon will talk to you unless you talk to him. He keeps a smile on his face. And he's a great kid. Mine, I say the same about him. Christian Moore, I say the same. Each one, they all have a different competitive nature, but they are not thugs. Look up the definition of thugs and tell me if there's a thug on this team. I would say the answer to that is no. No, sir, because Tony Vitello is not going to receive no, a thug. Not one, and, and not one of them has ever been in trouble, which is you yeah. know kind of remarkable. Yeah. Hey, hey, on the way out, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. You're the man. Today, what happens? Give me your thoughts. You feeling good today? I feel good. I wish it was earlier. A lot of fans have had to leave. It's hard to talk to a parent that their kid's playing and they have to get back home, man. It hurts, you know, and I feel blessed and thankful that I'm self-employed and I'm I'm able to stay here, you know. And and I tell tell all these parents, man, most of the ones that we hang out with, man, if you're gone, I got your kid like he's mine. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If I see something wrong, not in the game, but if I ever see your kid doing something wrong, I'm going to say something to him. If, if your kid needs love, he's going to get it here. When we're at Lindsey Nelson and we're on that back wall and those parents are there, you see me go all the way down to the end. And if I see a kid that's parents is not there, hey, I can be, I'm not your dad, I'm not your mother, but I can be that fill in the blank for today. Well, you're the man. And that's what it's all about. I, I, listen, listen I, want you, I want you having my back any day of the week. Hey, man, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I always say I'm 100% no chaser. You're going to get 100% of me in whatever I do. That's just how my, how my business is put wow. together. That's how my, my, my Christianity, my belief in Jesus Christ is put together. I'm not perfect, don't get me wrong. But, you know, like you were speaking earlier about Jesus, people don't understand Jesus has the wrath. You will pay. You will be forgiven, but you will pay for the wrong that you do. And that's how this thing works, you know. I'm not him. I'm not God. I'm just one sent by him. And I just love my role. You know, I get in where I fit in. I don't, you know, I, I just, this journey, this is not a, I say, a trip here or a trip there to Omaha. It's a journey. And there's a big difference between a trip and a journey. Kind of like life, man. It really is. And this group, like last year's group, whether they play MLB or whatever they decide to do in life, they will be successful because they have grown up they have learned they have experienced they have been surrounded with loving people and fans you know they're good bad and there's ugly 
but the majority of this this whole journey has been with love. It's been the, the, I always call it the orange love. You know, so you bleed orange. Yeah, we bleed orange. Yes, we do. And we we have that orange type of love, man. You you doubt it. You look at one of these fans, especially when you're out of town. I got to come back in that game because I'm on an emotional roller coaster too at the time because I'm hearing all the death of my family, blah blah blah. And I come back in there, and and I couldn't wait when he told me I could get back in there. And I couldn't wait because I get my energy from those people, our fans. And I yell and I threw the towel up, man. And that love that I felt, I know those kids could feel it because they could hear the cheering. You see what I'm saying? They may not know what's happening, but they felt some energy come out of those stands. And I can guarantee you, I didn't have nothing to do with it. All this happened for a reason, and it helped to ignite these guys to get to step up and get that. 100% 100% plus, that little over 100% I spoke of earlier. They found it, and hey, here we are. Speaking of find it, Bert, how'd they know where you were to come get bring you back into the stadium? What were you, like, lingering outside the gates, or where were you? Oh, we were out there, but, and like I said, the staff of the people that worked there, well, man, this they were great. They, they wouldn't let me leave. I was going to go, I was going to leave. No, 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 stand here. Stand. I said, look, you know, if you don't want me here, he says, no, no, sir, stand here. For a minute, we just want to hear what happened. Told him what happened, and I, I just walked out. That was out about what five minutes, ten minutes. Oh, it wasn't long, you know. And it was almost like the trooper wanted me gone. He was upset that I came back in. Oh, it's beautiful. I don't understand that. So, you, so, so I, when you came back in, did you behave yourself or did you do you? I threw my towel up. Thank you very I little. Out, go, you know, letting them know I'm I knew the answer to that question. Let's keep going, baby. You let's did you. Yes, sir. I can be. You did you. I'm not going to come in and tuck my tail. You know, <laughs> there's boundaries that I'm, I'm, you know, a little concerned about today because, I mean, I'm all about, you know, you piss somebody off and you're oh, yeah. home. You look for retaliation. So oh, yeah. And other. I, I just, you know, I'll, I'm cautious of that. But um, as far as whatever it, it, it takes to get that point across, it's, it's across. I mean, you know, it's not going to mistreat me or, or these kids, you know. Bert you know, Scott, just, hey, hey, you're the man, brother. Thank you. I love you, man. Appreciate hey, hey, you get it done. hey, let's get it done today. Let's go to Omaha. What you say? What you say? It's, on, it's only one destination, and it's the O-M-A-H-A. You know have, what I mean? Have a good one, my man. Thank just you. Love you. Take care of all Thank you. Thank you. Bino, I don't think uh, – I don't think Bert Scott's going to suffer fools anytime soon. See Scott's father and what happened yesterday, and he did get ex- he did get uh, escorted out, and then escorted back in after being threatened with arrest. I don't think he's changing anytime soon, so, Big Star. Good, Brian. Uh, it sounds like this uh, punk state trooper was the one who was responsible for him getting thrown out of the game, escalated. Yeah, that guy that needs to take some lessons. That guy needs to take some lessons from Lindsey Zarek up in Wilkesbury, who would never behave that way, or Doctor. Well, you, you mentioned Danny it. Brown. Uh, I, yes, I just, just want to echo. Uh, you know, I, I don't ever blame kids for uh, looking for playing time elsewhere if they're not getting to play. But it sure, is refreshing to see. In this this time, a young man stay around, bide his time, work hard, and get rewarded for it. And uh, you know, Bert and his wife should be commended uh, for the quality young man they raised. So we're going to get on the other side. Kudos to Bert Scott for joining. 
On the other side, Evan Russell is going to join. As Bert joined us on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online tldlogistics.com. On the other side, TLD Logistics Extra Innings commences with Evan Russell. If you want to get in, load the phone lines now. Or if you're listening in Twitter spaces, load the phone lines now. Also, David Eckert's going to join us. David, who we had on last week, who predicted this thing would go three games, predicted that Tennessee was going to get through, Brian, I believe. Did he not? Kind of called the shot last week. He said that if they played in Knoxville, he was sure Tennessee would get through. Yep. But if they played in Hattiesburg, he thought it was 50-50 and they'd go to game three and it could be anybody's game. It could be anybody getting either of the teams could make it through. So this is a gentleman that kind of called that we would be here. I want to get the lowdown on this kid that's pitching versus the kid they could have started, which is really a critical point to discuss. But David Eckert of the Jackson Clarion Ledger will join us along with Evan Russell on the other side. And David was embedded for a pretty decent period of time this baseball season with the Southern Miss team. And I would love to know and get his thoughts on, and he's there. So I would love to get his thoughts on the play so far of the weekend, his thoughts on the series, and then his thoughts ultimately on today. We do it on the other side. Hour two commences after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. 
Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents J.D. Darling. Now I'm punch drunk, love struck, shook up, baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of J.D.'s new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. J.D. Darling, live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixieland Management. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And the great Evan Russell now joins, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com. We're fired up, folks, prepared for you, coming right at you and right through your device, literally coming right, right for you. Evan Russell will join now on the program. David Eckert's going to join as well. Jackson Clary and Ledger also writes for another publication. We'll, we'll get him in here in one segunda. Evan, you were telling me uh, and telling us off the air that Tennessee's got a, just a golden opportunity right now, in your opinion, after seeing their opponent blow a 4 nothing lead yesterday with the race on the hill. Yeah, in my opinion, I, I think Southern Miss really missed their opportunity of closing the door. Um, with their guy on the mound, he, he's, he was super talented. Uh, probably, in my opinion, was going to have the makeup to give this lineup uh, the most trouble that, that a pitcher could give based on just mixing in things, keeping them off balance, and being able to locate every pitch. But our guys took advantage of, of a big inning, and they ran with it. And now I, I think that uh, basically buy the tickets, boys, because that Tennessee team is ready to roll. Well, Bino made a really good point, and Bino Jeff Henderson's in here as well. Uh, and we're going to get David Eckert in momentarily on TLD Logistics Hotline. 
Good gosh, TLD Logistics, Jim. Uh, come on, uh, Jim Peters. Good gosh, man. Hey, Bino, you made a point that Tennessee's rally yesterday was really spurred on by a defensive play from our third baseman, which I got to be uh, be honest with you guys. Him making that play wasn't on my Cinco card, Bino. No, he, he made a great play, Tony, and he he may have he may have saved Dolander. Yep, uh, and kept him in the game. Uh, which which was turned out to be huge as well. So this thing is like a real battle. You're fighting the elements there. You're fighting potential delays there. Brian Hartman said at the outset about an hour ago that the series has felt like it's five days long based on everything that we've been through. And I would imagine David Eckert would echo that because he's been there on the scene and he now joins us live on our Extra Innings transmission here part of our tony basilio show uh david eckert from your perspective thus far two pretty eventful days and two really interesting ball games yeah definitely um i mean the series up until this point has been just about all you can ask for right um so yeah it's uh and all all you can't ask for as well with the weather (laughs) and i think we're gonna get some more of that tonight so um yeah it's, it's, it's been fun um, you know, I would kind of, you know, echo what's been said previously. I think Southern Miss has, has kind of missed its chance with, with Tanner Hall on the bump with a four run lead. That said, um, you know, really experienced team that has, you know, turned situations like, like this around, you know, just last week. They lost their opener with Tanner Hall on the mound. So we'll see what they can do. But yeah, it's, uh, I think the ball is Tennessee's court right now. And, you know, specifically yesterday with Blake Burke with that swing, he just kind of woke the lineup up. He woke himself up. He woke the lineup up. Hey, Evan, it's funny how baseball's like that, isn't it? It's all about a game of confidence. You know, when, once you see your your guy that basically was the preseason pick to carry this lineup, carry the team at the plate, once you see him spark back up and you know, start carrying himself like he should, uh, it, it's it's contagious, David. From your perspective, I mean, how how dangerous is that from your perspective for Southern Miss? The fact that Burke's awake now and he hit he hit a bullet off the wall as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's a that's a great hitter. Um, that, that and just another one in that lineup that you now have to deal with, right? Um, and you you probably have to deal with it with without your plus guys on the mound because he spent them yesterday, so. Um, it's it's definitely a difficult spot for the Southern Miss pitching staff, no doubt. David Eckert joining special guest here on our on our program. David, they made a decision. No Matt Adams, who we thought that was the third game, the guy we usually saw in these third games. Nico Maza, are you surprised by the decision? Yes and no. Um, you know, Adams has not been very good lately. Hmm. Um, so, you know. Maybe not. To, to me, the the choice of Maza kind of or Maza, excuse me, kind of kind of indicates a little bit of a Johnny Holstaff approach here. Um, you know, he he has started a bunch of games, but a lot of them were midweeks and early in the season. Um, I, I do think that you know, if they get three or four quality innings out of him, they're going to be very happy and maybe look to turn it over to maybe even Adams out of the bullpen or. Uh, Will Armistead, who kind of had a false start yesterday, but it's yep. still a really important piece. 
Um, that to me would, is what I would guess is going on here. But you know, if he gets into the fifth inning, he hasn't allowed a rod. Like they'll let him ride. So we'll, we'll we'll see what ends up happening here. You know, the rain delay really and Saturday's washout. Tennessee fans were apoplectic online about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it might have been a really good thing for Tennessee because it forced Southern Miss to burn two left-hand arms yesterday, one of whom throws 83 pitches. There's no way he comes back today, and he's a big piece for him. Um, you, you mentioned uh, the young man that started yesterday. and False start's a good term for that, by the way, because he comes in. They got him out of there immediately, like immediately. Yep. Let me ask you this. Do you think they would hesitate today based on just how out of sorts he looked yesterday to go back to him uh, in a in a decent leverage spot in tonight's game? I don't. I, I, I think I would be very surprised if he is not a huge part of this because he's, well, he's just the best option, you know. I mean, at, at some point, no matter what he looked like yesterday, you know, you, you've got to ride with your best guy. Um, and, and he is behind Justin Storm, um, you know, probably their, their second-best bullpen arm. He's a guy that can give you some depth. Just a couple weeks ago, he started and threw seven scoreless innings. Or, um, so, you know, uh, he's a big tool, and I, I, I don't think that they would kind of take that out of their tool belt by just uh, maybe over, over-reading into what they saw uh, yesterday. But, yeah, um, a cause for concern, but probably not enough to just scratch him off the list. David Eckert, wonderful to join us on game day. We're hours away from Tennessee Southern Miss. Hopefully we're hours away from it. Vino, Jeff, <laughs> you want to jump in here with David. Go ahead. Hey, David, generally speaking, after yesterday's game uh, with Burke uh, kind of awakening, uh, us getting by Tanner Hall, uh, me feeling like that we have uh, staff advantages going forward uh, because of the way the staffs have been used to this point. Uh, I would feel real good about tonight, but there's something there's something that bothers me, and you talked about it, about uh, the veteran nature of this Southern Miss team. And when is the last time Southern Miss lost two consecutive baseball games? Uh, it was late April at Coastal Carolina. And they, uh, they they responded by to that by winning 14 in a row. <laughs> so um, this has been a team that you know has has been really resilient. Um, I think the last time they lost back to back games at home was last year in the Super Regional against Ole Miss. So you know I, we've talked about it, right? I mean, there is just so much experience in that lineup. Um, you know, they're going to start an inexperienced guy on the mound, right? Matt Maza is not the, is not one of those veterans, but that lineup is just so stacked with, with, with just really crucial experienced guys who've been in this, these moments before that I would be stunned, frankly, if they just folded. Because if, if, you know, if you're not experienced, if you're a young team, yeah. you have your ace on your, on the mound with four run, the four run lead and you lose, um, I, I think you, you, you might just fold, but I, I don't think Southern Miss is going to do that. They might not win the game, but I don't think they're going to quit. This Dickerson guy, man, it must look like a beach ball coming at him right now because he is smashing everything. He's not hitting everything. He's hammering the baseball. Yeah, it's it's wild to watch, to be honest, because it's, 
I mean, the last three weeks with him have been unbelievable because, again, guys, like he he did not do this at any point. You know, it's, it's just been the last three weeks. He's always been a pretty good hitter, but the power is just oh. coming out of nowhere. I mean, he's he's got more home runs in this postseason than he has for the, the entire rest of his career, and he's a, he's a fourth-year junior. So it, it's been unbelievable, truly. People were ooing and aahing at that Burke shot, right? You've covered a lot of college baseball. What would you think of that Blake Burke shot that hit up, hit, hit up against the church yesterday? Yeah, that's, that's the furthest ball I've ever seen hit in my life. <laughs> um, there was one at, at Swayze Field that Kemp Alderman hit, and he's a big boy, uh, that, you know, might have rivaled it, but I think I got to give give the nod to that Burke home run. That was just incredible. I mean, just ridiculous power. How about you, Er? And Er, when you're on the field and you see a guy hit a ball like that, even if you're catching, do you like sit there and admire it? Because the outfielder didn't even turn around, which is really, I don't know what the, when outfielders don't turn around, it's like that thing is just it's just hit so far. Why even bother? Um, Er, when a guy hits a ball like that, even on another team, do you just sit there and admire that? Yeah, I mean, you just got to tip your hat and let him have his moment. You know, this guy just turned 20, uh, and he's stepping on home plate, and I probably would have looked at him thinking he was 45. You know, that he's a grown man playing a kid's game, and whenever he is locked in and, and in the zone, he, he can do that stuff uh, pretty frequently. So, um, you know, I, I would like to see him – start to get even more relaxed and, yeah. and and keep that going because he's got it in him to do it at a high level very often. Well, and David, um, it brings us to this. Unpack Maza for us here. Nico Maza is going to get kind of a surprise start here. You, you made it sound like it could be like an opener type situation perhaps. And they go kind of to a, uh, you know, sort of a mix and match approach here and try to get through today. Um, what does he bring to the table? What's his out pitch? What's his repertoire? Yeah, I mean, he's, again, this, this is a staff that, you know, in the, in the bullpen and really their starters as well, they, they pitch to contact really effectively. Maza is going to miss bats, okay? Um, you know, he's got really good stuff. He's got, you know, Mid to low 90s fastball, good slider, good changeup. So, you know, he's going to strike some guys out. He's, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's, he's striking out well over, you know, a batter per inning yeah. on the season. Yeah. Um, he, he has some problems with, with walks. Um, so, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. But, right. yeah, um, they're going to get what they can out of him. You know, like I said, if he's, if he's going, they'll ride him. But, you know, I, I don't think this is a situation where, all right, He's given up three runs in the fourth inning. They're going to leave him out there because they feel like they need to get six out of him. Like I just don't. That's not going to happen. They're going to, you know, they're going to leave him in there until he's no longer effective. So you were embedded with these guys. You know, you know this team very well, and you know Barry. You know how he's thinking. I'm not saying you're going to climb in his head, but guess for me what the order of pitchers are today uh, in terms of just what we might see. Yeah. Well. Barry leaves a lot of that to Christian Ostrander. Okay. And almost all of it, to be honest, yeah. his pitching coach. And he's going to be the new head coach next year. But I, I would guess you're going to see you're going to see Maza, and then you're going to go to Armistead. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then maybe you see a little bit of Billy Oldham who didn't throw that much. Um, you know, he might come back. They've done that with him before. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you'll probably see um, maybe Matt Adams for an inning. So those would be the four guys. I think they would like to have Armistead on the mound in the highest leverage spot. I don't know when that's going to fall. that's so interesting. I, yeah. He's their guy, man. You he know? just did not look comfortable yesterday at all, right? Like, like my first yeah. glimpse of looking at him is that was a great move getting him out of there yesterday uh, in that first game because if they'd have left him in there, Tennessee was going to score a bunch of runs because he couldn't locate anything. But they are doing that for two. You're telling me they're doing that for two purposes. Yesterday, they they wanted to get him out of there, but they also wanted to keep him and hold him for today if they need to. Correct. Yeah, yeah, they need him. Period. You know, um, he, he's been so good lately. Um, and, and really, I had the chance to actually. I, I did a feature on him this week, so I, I had a chance to kind of get to know what some coaches think about him. I mean, he's a guy that is so analytically focused. Right, like he he told me that he studies just like baseball analytics for probably ten to twelve hours a week. Um, his mantra is he thinks of his opponents as nameless and faceless because he is the only one who's like he's playing the game against himself, basically. So I I, I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to go out there and just be mentally um, handicapped by what he by what happened yesterday, you know what I mean? So I, I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, and, and look, I, I agree with it, to be honest. I, I think I think you got to ride your best guy, and he is that. So, Bino, Jeff, jump back in here. Bino, that sounds like me, studying for 14 hours a week. Go ahead, Bino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you're the first one I thought of, Tom. Um <laughs> If uh, have they pretty much exhausted their left-handed arms, David? Pretty much, yeah. All, all of all of their reliable ones. Um, they've got a couple guys that are like rarely used that maybe they can bring in, but I, I would be surprised if you see anybody else. David, is there anything else you'd care to add? Because Tennessee just has a real edge coming into today. I mean, with the arms and the the momentum, but you're you guys are so right about the resourcefulness, and I'm really impressed with that lineup of Southern Miss. But the one thing that would concern me about them in yesterday's game was they started booting the ball around a little bit, which is indicative of, hey, we're about to go to Omaha on our own field, and we're feeling the pressure. That's the one thing that would cause me, if I was going to pick or bet on, uh, Southern Miss in this game. That's the one thing that will cause me concern, David, is they were booting the ball around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And they've done a little bit of that. I mean, they did a little bit of, of that in the regional final. Like, you know, they, they're, they're not a bad defensive team, but there have been some mistakes made. But, yeah, I, I guess I would just say this, right? It would be against the entire ethos of what Southern Miss baseball and what Southern Miss athletics are as a whole for this to be simple. Okay, that's not how they do it. It's, it's, if they're going to get there, it will be as complicated and as terrifying and as frustrating as possible for their fans because um, that's, that's what Southern Miss Athletics is. It's never easy, and they like it that way. So you knew so, when that thing was 4 nothing yesterday that the drama wasn't over. You knew that. Right. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't 
it wouldn't be right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it wouldn't, it would be weird. It would have been uncomfortable. Like that's it really. Like there's not even, you know, there's, there, there's nothing else to deal with here. There's uh, no torture to this. We're not torturing our fans here. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, it's such a great, wonderful appearance by you. Tell the living listener how they can interact with you and read your work. <laughs> and I really appreciate your time. Thank you, David Eckert. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, you can uh, read my stuff at the uh, at clarionledger.com or hattiesburgamerican.com. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, David Eckert 98 hey, I appreciate it. Hey, listen, enjoy the game. And no rain delays tonight. Okay, can we make a deal? No, no rain delays. What, what do you say? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, man. Just please. I'm hey. begging. If you were uh, my odds maker over at Zen Sports right now, tell me what tell me what you would set tonight's rain delay total at to get incur action going both ways. What would what would the prop be on rain delays tonight? Is it point five or is it one point five? I think it's probably one point five. Damn it! And I think you're at like over under ninety and a half minutes type of thing you know if you want to do the whole time that's really that's uh that's really encouraging thanks david good talking to you man <laughs> See you guys. boy he knows how to kill a segment i just uh pulled up the hour by hour from hattiesburg yeah board and it looks like the two to five window i guess that central time yes is the best chance for thunderstorms at six o'clock i guess i'm thinking eastern and central so i guess i got to think about Six Eastern is five Central. At uh, five PM, which is Central, which is when the game starts, sixty-three percent chance of thunderstorms. At an hour later, at six Central, thirty-four percent, and then isolated at seven Central, which is thirty-one percent. Well, tell Evan what Todd Walker told you, Brian, that text yesterday, and it bears repeating on the air. What you texted him and what he texted you back. Go ahead. Well, I, I simply wanted to ask Todd if if they had if they always had lightning delays, and when he played, and he pretty much said we didn't have lightning thirty years ago. <laughs> there was no lightning, ER. We we didn't have these sorts of things. We didn't sell for lightning thirty there years ago. There was no ago. such thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you could also go back in those times before cameras. Uh, there, there were no ejections and things like that. No warnings. The the disputes were handled on the field. I yes, guess. that's exactly. Well, that's the point. There was no fighting over, uh, no replays. You had a call. You're either safe or out, and you play the game. And you go out there and kick dirt on the umpire, and everybody lives happily ever after. And we didn't have this, uh, some of the nonsense in modern sports we have now. TLD logistics, no nonsense there. And, Evan, I want to get your thoughts on what we just talked about with Eckert, because now you're a catcher, uh, at least you were last year, which helped you see the game differently. And I want to know through your eyes as he was talking what you think about tonight's game in terms of the approach Southern Miss is going uh, with. But TLD Logistics, so much more than just a trucking company, TLD Logistics literally does everything. Whatever your challenge is relating to shipping, you call TLD. They're going to figure it out from there online at tldlogistics.com. And remember, if you're an owner-operator, a spot for you awaits 
on our team at TLD Logistics online, tldlogistics.com, where driver training classes are forming now, tldlogistics.com. Evan Russell, from your perspective, you heard David Eckert talk about what they've decided to do with their pitching tonight. You've heard about what kind of pitcher they have to start the game. What do you make of Southern Miss's approach here to go away from Matt Adams, who's their usual Sunday starter, and use another guy, Bino, who we have figured out had very few starts in their league. He's a midweek guy, essentially, is is what we've kind of figured out, right, Bino? Yes, he's got twelve starts total, and seven of them were apparently midweek. So, Evan, they're they're throwing this guy in a huge spot here, a huge stage. And then he says, we're going to see the kid that was discombobulated yesterday. He's one of their better arms. The kid that uh, that he called a false start to yesterday's game, which is a great way of putting it, because that kid looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but out on that mound yesterday, and they went and got him quickly. So what do you make of this, Evan? Yeah, it, it kind of worries me, uh, to be honest. With the rain delay that's going on, they're going to Johnny host staff it, and, and what that means is they're going to – uh, throw as many pitchers as they can and not let them get into uh, bad situations. And that, that sort of benefits them if it is a situation where we're having to deal with rain delays. Uh, for example, if we have to bring up Drew Beam, sit him back down, bring him up again, that, that's going to limit how many pitches he can throw. Um, and it appears to me that they're going to try to get through the first couple innings, five or six innings, where our hitters can't get into a rhythm. And they're going to try to get through there and then have their main guy at, at the end because this game's going to be won later in the game. I could see it being a really close game and then Tennessee coming out and, and putting some runs up later in the game to, to make it out of hand. Um, but I think Southern Miss is going to try to prevent that and win this game late into, late into the seven, eighth, ninth inning. Um, and they're going to have their best guy that's available during those times but the armstead guy is allegedly their best guy evan if we're afraid of him it's crazy that kid looked totally out of place yesterday but you're talking about the fact that if they're going to use all these different arms we're not we're not the greatest adjusters it takes us a couple of at-bats to adjust is that kind of your thought yeah i think that's the strategy that they're going to take um i think that if they're constantly throwing out matchups, just trying to mess up our rhythm, the rain delay is going to be messing us up. It's going to be um, having some stiff bodies, um, some some minds that aren't really locked in on, on the approach that they're having, and the different pitchers are going to be changing the approach. So um, this Tennessee team is going to have to seriously be uh, flatlined with their emotions, mm. uh, on the task at hand, and, and not let these other distractions take away from the fact that they are the best team. If they play baseball the way that they should play, then they'll be in Omaha. From the looks of Armistead yesterday, I'd, I'd wear I'd wear every piece of protective gear I could when I went up there anyway. <laughs> um, hey, Evan, I, I think it's huge against us especially that they basically burned all their left-handers yesterday. One thousand percent. I, I, just, I don't think that there's a single right-handed pitcher that can get Jared Dickey out right now. Um, I, I think that he's, he's going to have a big night like he like he has been, yep. and, and he's been kind of the rock and the anchor of our team. Yep. And if you look at Malia Huna, Christian Scott, 
um, the left-handed bats in our lineup, they're going to do favor very well to to right-handed pitchers. So I, I think that the matchup definitely favors the the balls in that case. Is there a world where you could use a different DH tonight with all these righties? Is there a world where you would give the give the freshman an opportunity? Dylan Dryling on this stage, which I asked today on the blog, is that is that heresy, Evan, or would that is that is that merit consideration? Well, I think that you need to keep Dylan Dryling on the bench as of now, and use him with Cal Stark. Um, I, I think that Cal Stark is going to come up in some spots, and, and you have some really good defenders. Uh, with Charlie Taylor and, and even you could throw in Jerry Dickey back there, but specifically Charlie Taylor can get in there and, and hold it down. But having a left-handed bat like Dryling um, in the spot of being able to come in, especially if they don't have left-handed pitchers to come out of the bullpen, for him to come in and have a matchup in a big situation uh, is going to be really, really key. And, and he's shown that he can do it um, at, at a high level. But I, I, it's just hard for me to – pull out Griffin right now based on how he's been swinging it. Yeah, he's swinging it really well. But I know that I have a really talented kid who it would be great to see him get some ABs instead of an AB, some ABs, uh, especially in that ballpark with his power. Just thinking out loud here. No, I agree. And uh, maybe there's going to be a spot where if we do need him to come in and get some some abs, that 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 would be the guy that I would want to come in. So, um, so you want to use him as sort of a hole card till late in the game, and thinking this thing's going to be close. Yeah, I think it's going to be close early in the game. I think Tennessee, if Tennessee jumps out in the third or fourth inning and and puts up some runs, I just don't think that Southern Miss will have the firepower to come back and 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 capitalize on a weak bullpen that we don't have. Yes. So uh, I think that the, the hand uh, or the lineup has the cards in their hand, that if they come out and they take care of business early, then the game should should be out of reach. Hey, Ev, what did you think of the shuffling of the lineup from, from, from the first game to the second game yesterday and the fact that Tony wasn't afraid to do that? And would he do it again well, today? They, yeah, will they use it again today? Will they will they shuffle again today? Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think they need to roll with what they had. I, I love seeing Christian Moore in that four spot, um, being able to hit behind Jared Dickey. You need you need to have your your hottest guy behind your your best hitter overall, um, and, and being able to to cover him. You know, if you've got a guy like Christian Moore that that's hitting as hot as he is, yeah. they can they cannot pitch around Jared Dickey. And you saw whenever he comes up with runners in scoring position, uh, the guy's dangerous. So to have him and have that that weapon in your lineup and then having something behind him basically to protect is huge. To show you how crazy the game is, you went from Blake Burke bunning in that first game yesterday, the end of the first game, with guys guys on the guys on the uh, on on base when he did it to hammering the longest home run you've ever seen and then was feeling so good he hit a missile off the wall that was about 10 feet off the ground, just a one-iron to the wall. And so 
is that a crazy game, Evan, or is that a crazy game? Well, I think that should just show you how mental it can be. You know, Blake Burke, he didn't change his swing. He didn't wake up the next day and, and was a completely different guy. He didn't go in the cage and completely change his approach. If you look up videos at Blake Burke, his swing looks identical from yesterday's game compared to the first game of the season. But it's all mental. He's looking up at that scoreboard and he's seeing an average that he feels like he has to raise 100 points with one at bat. Uh, but if he gets a hit, uh, a little uh, dink hit or even a bunt um, to get that thing going, get his confidence going in the right direction, really, really good things follow. TLD Logistics Extra Innings, Evan Russell joining as he has all baseball season long. Will the magic continue? Will Tennessee get this team to Omaha, which I think would be, for everything that's going on around this baseball team, would be an incredible, mark my words, an incredible coaching job to get this team to Omaha, where LSU awaits, thus setting up, potentially, let's speak it into existence here, a Dolander Skeens mano a mano. Can you believe that in Omaha? Can you feel it in the field of dreams? Brief timeout. We come back. The segment and the hour has gone too well. Let's get some phone calls in on the other side to sort of mar this thing. And then Bino's got a little lightning data for you. Bino's going to take you inside the lightning delays. And just how absurd all this is after this. And by the way, to my lovely bride, Laura, who I see is in here on Twitter Spaces, happy birthday to you, honey. Happy 28th. You look as radiant as the day I met you. And I love you, sweetie. So happy birthday to my lovely bride as we continue with more right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. 
She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Okay, fellas, game's on the line. Let's get it right. Frank, you were closest. Was it fair or foul? Uh, I don't know. I was distracted. Distracted? By what? Well, you know, it's a loud crowd. These lights are awful bright. I just won big on a Tennessee Lottery instant game. And again, the lighting here. Somebody ought to say something. You've got new instant games? Yeah. Enough to share? Of course. Fair ball! Have a ball with new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. With the new hot games from the Tennessee Lottery, cold hard cash is waiting to take your summer fun to the next level. And with sizzling top prizes of up to $500,000, these games could have what you need to make every day fun in the sun. Oh yeah, this summer is going to be a scorcher. Grab the new hot games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. But careful, they're hot. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. One thing the great Evan Russell has done this year with us is taken us under wing on here, which I appreciate. And I've told him that on the air, off the air, whatever. But he's presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. And Jim Peters was saying the other day, Evan, that you know he, he listens and... He was like, man, it's like a master class sometimes listening to him discuss the inside of the inside. So here's the deal. I noticed this, and I was talking with 
uh, the great Tom Marine, who's down there today. This Barry guy is a veteran coach, and Southern Miss has a veteran ball club, and they're very aggressive. Now, for the most part this weekend, they they have first pitch swung. They're getting in the box knowing that Tennessee staff wants to get the first strike. They took advantage of Lindsey the other day because he was doing that, leaving balls out. Balls have found a lot of the plate. And a couple of them got hammered out of the park or really hit hard. They hit him very hard uh, in the start on Saturday, the action we saw. Evan, is that a concern with Beam on the mound today, or will that feed right into what Beam wants them to do? How do you read this? I think it comes down to how our report is. How how are we going to pitch these guys? Because based on what we know, in my opinion, it's a mid-major team that has had success off of fastballs. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you could see that based on yesterday's game with Chase Dollander on the mound. After that mound visit, his first pitch, uh, that guy that hit the home run, the guy was completely selling out on the fastball, and he got it. Mm -hmm. Now, if Drew Beam is smart and Coach Anderson is smart, in my opinion, they need to use this to their advantage. Drew Beam can land the breaking ball at will. That that's his that's his his most or his biggest attribute is that he's very good with his commands. Now, if he gets in there and tries to get in the head head of the count with his fastball, he might fall into some troubles, uh, especially if these guys have to have their timing on him. So my advice would be to try to land the breaking balls early, try to mix up, try to be 50-50 with 50% of your fastballs OO count, 50% of your breaking balls OO count, just so you can make sure that these guys can't get up there and completely cheat to the fastball. And if he does that, I think he'll have them off balance enough to where even if he's getting those that contact early in the count, he can make it late into the game. So pitch backwards some, in other words, today. Keep him off balance. Yeah, I, I would. I would almost even go against the script. And if you don't know what to, what to throw at a certain time, just flip a coin. You know, because if you if you become into a habit, which pitchers are creatures of habit, yeah. they something that is working. Um, hitters can make adjustments and, and and figure it out pretty quickly. Now. If he's kind of going up there and, and whatever he's feeling best at the time and, and he's mixing it up 50-50, uh, a team like Southern Miss is not going to be used to a pitcher that's thrown in the mid-90s and able to locate three pitches for strikes. I have time for a call or two. We're going to leave you as we leave the airwaves today uh, simply because I'm going to spend some time with my wife because tonight uh, we're going to be on the air with Garza Law Extra Innings. Evan will be by with us tonight, and we're going to be celebrating a win. None of these guys yeah, can say that. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it here. Uh, I know I shouldn't jinx us. You never know what's going to happen in a baseball game, but hopefully we're celebrating a win. Now, let me just say that, hopefully. I'll qualify that, Matt Dixon, so Matt doesn't come out here and bring the matches and the gas can, you know. I don't want that to happen. But let's without. <laughs> Let's, without further ado, go back to our phones. If you want to get in, we've got an opportunity for you. We'll take some calls. The number is 865-200-5402. Or if you want to raise your hand among the hundreds on Twitter spaces right now, 
Bino, Jeff Henderson, give me the lightning data. And be mindful of this tonight as uh, Eckert, the beat writer who joined us earlier, has set the over-under total tonight for one and a half with 90 minutes worth of delays in tonight's game. That's his, uh, those are his betting totals. Go ahead, Bino. Lightning day. Tony, uh, you, you know how Freddie loves to research stuff, and he's livid with these lightning delays like we are. He, he looked back uh, as far as he could look back at the data, and as far as we can tell, there's never been a fan killed by lightning in a baseball game. There were a couple that were struck out in the parking lot uh, uh, leaving a spring training game in Florida, uh, but uh, no one was killed. So back to 1900, there's been like 200,000 Major League Baseball games and countless minor league games. Uh, no one's ever been struck by lightning. Uh, so basically, we're, we're regulating something that's never happened, of course, and we're doing it in absurd ways. Two real quick uh, player things, one that's humorous. There was a player an outfielder that was struck by lightning in 1951. Uh, it was on a clear blue day, not a cloud in the sky. They didn't even know what had happened to the guy, uh, but he got struck by lightning. Another was a pitcher in 1919 that was pitching, got struck while on the mound. His uniform was smoking, and he got up and he completed the game. Now, uh, that would happen today for sure. <laughs> These guys can't throw 100 pitches. This guy got hit by lightning and his uniform was smoking, and they didn't even take him out. <laughs> I guarantee you Evan Russell would not leave that game if he got hit by lightning, would you, Evan? No, I would not. Um, Let's go back. It might have made me even a little faster. Back to the – well, I don't know about that. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. I'm a friend of compatriots doing Don't today. Welcome in, brother. Happy birthday to Laura, Tony. You got it, my man. And, uh, Thank you, Bert brother. Scott was awesome on there. I was ready to run through a brick wall for that guy. Uh, thank you for having him on. When he said they were throwing debris at Greg Valls yesterday, Tony Valls' father, the man that started it all, they were throwing debris at Greg Valls yesterday. That's the unbelievable. guy on planet I mean, Earth. Your- should have been ex- hey, uh, ejected from the game. I've got a question. Hey, go ahead. Where was that state trooper when they were throwing stuff at Tony's dad? Where hey, was he then? Hey, uh, Why hey, did Evan, he go want to eject those folks? Evan, if you were in the stands. He was warming up. Evan, if you were in the stands and you saw somebody <laughs> throw debris at Greg Valls, what would happen, Evan? I would fear for the guy that threw the debris. Thank you very little. I hear, I hear that uh, Burke's father was trying to get at him. That would not have been good, would it? <laughs> no. No. No, that would not have been good. <laughs> he, he, he seems like he's all business. I, I love that guy to death. So, uh, But there's no way I'd mess with him. I hear he's a big drink of water now. <laughs> he's, he's a good dude. He's a great dude, but um, he, he's to be respected. And, and and good for him for standing up for um, someone that was being disrespected at the time. Yeah. Tony, thank you for having a listener watch party. It was wonderful to see your uh, radio family again. And uh, if we'd have got a few hits, the place could have gotten kind of lively. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I mean, we yeah. we got one hit. No, it was know? just the only big hits there were Bino was the hit of the party. 
That was the only hit we saw that day. Bino was the lone hit. One hit, and it was Bino. Yeah. You know you're having a bad day when Bino's your one hit. Yeah, that's the rough outing there. Yeah, it was. But thanks again for having it. I, I had a wonder. good time, and I, a lot of people did. And I met some of your uh, uh, callers. DR awesome. Hall and his lovely, Sammy and his lovely. Later on, Marco Scarza came out. It was incredible. Todd Love, Bino, who's Em and Love's son. Yep. You know, it's the lovely daughter. Is lovely uh, daughter. We're going to win tonight six to four. That's my prediction. Six to four. Brian, do we have that one? Let's get those score predictions. No, in. I've got uh, I've got seven four though. I've got seven right. four, but we don't have six. Six to four, four W Lynn. We got you down, brother. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Great show, Tony. Yes, sir. Evan, we were talking off the air. In terms of you've seen this thing go from when you committed and signed with Tennessee uh, to now. This thing has taken off like a rocket ship, this Tennessee baseball program. To the point where hundreds are in here, thousands are listening. There will be thousands listening tonight when the deal ends, uh, which we could have never envisioned that. You couldn't have envisioned that. Two questions for you. Because Tony might be making his second College World Series appearance tonight, but if not, his third consecutive Super Regional uh, appearance during the COVID year was that team Tony believes that team had a chance to win the whole thing he tells me that is he blowing smoke at me when he says that and is was 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 that team uh of um Omaha caliber yeah I think that that team was overall the best team that I was a part of what yeah yeah they, they were more talented than last year's team when it comes what? to yeah yeah they, they i mean we had everything man we had we had a starting pitcher chad dallas you saw him the next year he, he was the elite he had 10 wins uh you had a garrett crochet who was the first guy that that got called up to the big leagues number 11th overall pick left-handed arm throwing 100 you had a, a chase wallace that was super talented you had a jackson lee that no one ever heard about because he was injured his entire time here. But he was probably the hardest at bat that I had while I was at Tennessee. Um, he was a right-handed thrower that was 95 to 97 with a wipeout slider. And, and then you had two guys up the middle that were super talented with Liam Spence and, and Max Ferguson. Both guys are going to be in double A right now. You had a Jake Rucker. Uh, you had an experienced Luke Lipsius still. And, and then you had the young guys that were coming in. Um, they were incredibly talented. It's a shame that we didn't get to see that, but that would have start, that would have sparked uh, a really, really, really long, deep run um, that, that we're now going to be experiencing. Really? But, it's surprising to hear you say that. Okay, because here's a question for you on the way out. Where would you rank, and you've seen it all, where would you rank this coaching job these guys have done? to get this team to this point, despite what happens tonight. And we're going to talk about it tonight on Garza Law, extra innings. But where would you rank it, Evan? Yeah, I think that taking steps on, on basically steps on a ladder is very difficult in a program. Um, for example, getting into the regional, seeing it for the first time, having your players develop the mentality of winning the thing opposed to just being there takes time. 
So the steps of making the regional, finally winning the regional, finally getting to Omaha for the first time uh, was a very, very difficult hurdle uh, to get over. Now that we're here and now that we have been to Omaha, been to the Super Regionals two times, it should be expected now. But you're also going off of potentially the best season that Tennessee ever had based on the regular season last year and having to replace that having to completely change the culture back to where it was originally and trying to rebuild a team from the ground up and and then to be in this spot to basically be the favorite uh, of Omaha. I would say it's definitely the the best job they've done and and, and definitely needs some more recognition because keeping this team together, keeping it held down in in a time where NIL is a thing, the transfer portal is a thing, and keeping them as strong as they can be, uh, takes a lot, lot of leadership. Er, you're the man. We will talk later tonight. Thank you, brother. Bino, Jeff Henderson, thank you. Brian Hartman, thank you. Great job, one and all. Thank you, David Eckert, for joining us. Uh, and Bert Scott as well. Let's get this thing tonight. Let's get this thing. And then we're going to come back as soon as the... This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
proudly serving Shell gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom of Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is T. Willie. I have got one of our favorite people on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. He's going to let us know all about the great deals they have this week. Miles, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, let's find out what you got this week. Well, this week we have ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, Boston butt pork roast a dollar eighty nine a pound, iceberg lettuce ninety nine cents each, that smart sugar four pound bag two for five dollars, and Coca Cola variety six packs three for twelve dollars. All right, great deals. And as always, if you can't remember what we just told you, you can pick up a flyer at the front door, and the staff there is really really good at helping you out as well. Again, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street. Easy in, easy out. Miles, thank you as always, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. All right, have a good day. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Thank him very much, and again, you can check out all their great deals, and they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.